0: 847 is 366 and 7. Hello and welcome to A Score to Settle, a podcast about movie and TV music. I'm your host, Brian McVicker. Each episode I focus on music composed for film and television, whether through analyzing a specific score or series, taking a deep dive into a particular composer's career, or by way of interviews with guests, both those in the industry and also fellow fans. On this episode, I am joined by a special guest, the exceptionally talented composer, arranger, and songwriter, Matthew Head. Matthew has crafted Grammy, Emmy, NAACP, and Peabody Award-winning and nominated soundtracks, all from his home in Marietta, Georgia. His notable projects include TV series such as Greenleaf and Boomerang, running on the OWN and BET networks, respectively, along with The Family and P-Valley. Today, I've invited Matthew on my podcast to talk about composing and arranging both score and songs for the new Lifetime movie, Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia, detailing the life of gospel music legend Mahalia Jackson, starring Daniel Brooks and directed by Kenny Leon. Welcome to the show, Matthew.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Truly, truly, truly appreciate uh, you Having you on the show and looking forward to speaking with
0: you. Yeah, it was it's very exciting. I was uh, going through your site and uh, watching your your reel and reading your blog and and your your history as far as you know being a songwriter, arranger, film composer, you know, jack of all trades. <laughs> and your background is so unique, and uh, I mean, I know that you state that in your in your site that you had a background as a, an educator uh, yes. first. Um, can you talk any to me anything about that? You know your your background.
1: Definitely, um, yeah. Music was a all was a hobby for me. It was nothing that I truly thought I would be doing. I started off making music, fun hobby, playing games and playing with friends and all that kind of stuff, and then. Going to, be, going to school to be a school teacher. And that's what I did. I went to school to be a school teacher and work with children. Um Music was literally a vehicle, a hobby to speak to my kids. And that was really it. Um And so as I was continuing to work in the school system, uh, I taught kindergarten, first grade, fourth grade, and eighth grade administration. So I was all over the board um, from K to eight. Uh And I even, I even coached high school track. So wow. I had, a whole array of things and but i would use music as a way to connect with them um so i would do music on the side i have projects here in atlanta that allowed me to do you know some scoring uh work with different singers and songwriters it was always a hobby something that i felt like if it happens it happens it was like a lottery of time <laughs> yeah uh, school was it you know my, my team was it for me so i literally um would use music as the just to speak to them just to talk to them just to relate with them all of a sudden, you know, a couple of projects kind of blew up in my face and I had to make some really um, tough, but really rewarding decisions.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like what, what came first? Cause I, I think you, you did work in live theater as well as I think um, series on, um, was it the own network? I think yes. you, all of that.
1: Yep, yep. So what I I will work. Uh, I do I did a lot of independent movies uh, for BET, uh, TV One, uh, Lifetime, you know, indie films, holiday indie films, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked on a couple films that kind of got, you know, kind of blew up a little bit uh, on the networks, um, which led me to the opportunity to work with uh, Oprah Winfrey on Greenleaf. So nice. I was hired to be the music producer for Greenleaf. So my job was to create and make all of the songs on the show. I mean, each episode had like two or three cool song moments. And Mm -hmm. so I was hired to do that. Um, And it was amazing experience, which led down the road of other opportunities. I also worked with the director, Kenny Leon, um, on uh, some theater here in Atlanta. He owned uh, True Color Theaters. Uh, he's discovered True true Color Theaters here in Atlanta. And so I would do, um, I would be his music director and music composer for that, for live theater plays here in Atlanta. So those things where I kind of juggled uh, several things under my uh, (laughs) hat, but it was fun. It it was something to do. It was like, it it was great. And, you know, it was a hopeful, fingers crossed. If this happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But again, I would use all of that and come back, go back to school and tell my kids about you know me following my dreams and what I'm doing and and it was very good icebreakers and you know and trust from them.
0: What? And it's such a rich background and rich set of experiences to draw upon that you couldn't have planned. Like you you couldn't have set this out as the plan to follow. Like I'm going to have all of this variety of experience to lead to this. I mean, it's just that happenstance.
1: Yeah, no, it it was literally happenstance. I mean, perfect word. Um, I wasn't trying to be a film composer. That wasn't my, you know, um, sought off dreams. My dream at one time was to be the next Quincy Jones. And so I wanted to be like a a jack of all trades. You know, I wanted to know that here in Atlanta, I made music and that's what I did. And so if you need anything musically, let me know. So if it was a a hip hop track, a gospel track, a score, a a small, you know, jingle, whatever you need, let me know. And that's what I just took upon myself. I was like, I just do anything. And I loved it. It was fun to kind of work on different varieties of things. And that's what
0: I did. You know, with this particular project that Robin Roberts uh, presents Mahalia about, you know, the gospel singer, obviously, you know this, but for for my podcast listeners about uh, the gospel... uh yeah. The gospel singer Mahalia Jackson. Um did you have were you already a gospel fan? Were you already a fan of her music? I mean, did that already precede this project or how much yeah. did you Okay.
1: Definitely, I was uh, um, you know, Of course, I worked on Greenleaf uh, for two seasons. The Greenleaf was a right. you know gospel. Um, it was based around gospel music and a church and church in in the South. So it was already in my wheelhouse. I grew up in the church. Um, uh, I never played for the church, but I always was around it. Uh, both my grandparents was heavily involved. In, both sets of grandparents were heavily involved in church. My father was a deacon in the church. My mother sang in the in the, in the church choir. I attended church every Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Wow. <laughs> wow. Every day. So church is my background. Um and Mahalia Jackson was my mom's favorite singer. Or oh, is my mom, wow. one of my mom's favorite singers. And so I would literally hear that every weekend. Um, wow. hear her speak um, her style every weekend. So uh when the it's opportunity in your bones. came out, It's in my bones. Uh yeah. And when the opportunity came my way, it was it was a automatic yes before we before we even had discussion of what is needed. I was like, Yes. <laughs> um, but at the same time, as I was saying, yes, I got very, very nervous and scared because this is a huge figure. Uh, Mahalia Jackson in, in the gospel world is very, very considered as a Michael Jackson or a Whitney Houston is one of those, you know, you can't mess up her story. Um, and so I uh, was nervous and afraid about it. Uh, but. I knew that what was meant for me was is for me and God made that way for me. And so I definitely um, you know, uh, shrugged my shoulders and just said, let's go.
0: <laughs> and you had quite a task because you're working with the songs and then also providing the score. Um, and I'm curious as far as like, what was the role? How did you see the role of her songs in the film versus your score? Um, I mean, whether it's a percent value or like, you know, what role did you see those those two elements musically?
1: Well, working with Kenny Leon, Kenny Leon is the director of the, of the movie. And uh, we worked together on Holly If You Hear Me uh, here in Atlanta. It was a musical play here in Atlanta. And so um, he wanted this overall score and overall sound to be a love story for Mahalia. He wanted to feel like though we're making a, a it's not a documentary or a biography it's a story of Mahalia and so it's inspired by Mahalia and we wanted the music to feel like that it was a homage to her thank you so to speak um mm-hmm. so first off uh, my main job you know when I got hired Kenny said you're doing the music it was no you know separation it was like you're doing all the music I'm putting it in your hands um we're going to make it happen <laughs> and so our first main task was to school was to record all of the songs. There was about 13 or 14 songs that we had to record for the movie. Um, and Daniel Brooks, the beautiful Daniel Brooks, came down to Atlanta and you know was here for about a week, about two weeks, and we were locked in the studio making songs and and, and living with that for a while, about ten about ten days.
0: I sing. Because I'm happy.
1: During the process, I, um, I wasn't even thinking about the overall tone of the score. I was just wanted to deliver a good sound and get a good vibe. And what we did was literally kind of went through it went, and went through each other and what made mahelia special to us mm-hmm. um I didn't want anything to sound you know sound like mahelia or be a karaoke type thing I wanted to have our own personal experiences a
0: sparrow,
1: and I know you are Jay. Once we did that, um, the score kind of blended around that. Um, it was a very intimate score, the very, very, the, the musical score of it. I wanted to embellish what we were feeling in the studio.
0: Yeah, uh, so I, and, it was really unique. And that was one of my questions: was was the instrumentation of the score? And I was sort of curious because it, it's very small scale score. It's just like a string section. It's just st- strings and piano mostly. Yes. Yes. And I was curious to know, like, if there was discussion about like, well, do we follow like a gospel, you know, chordal structure in the score? Do we follow instrumentation that's used in gospel music like an organ? But you didn't. You kind of went in another direction. I'm curious to know. Yeah,
1: it, okay. was, it was a contrast uh, um, because the thing about it, one thing about Kenny, when we discussed it, he was very big on he wanted people to know that when we came up to a song it was a moment, it was a homage to gospel. It was a homage to this is what Mahalia did for us. But when we talk about her personal side and her friendships and her relationships, we wanted that to feel more of an intimate moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And we wanted to tell the the story kind of, if you watch the film, Mahalia struggles with the identity of who she is and what she is and and, and the, the meaning of it so the musical moments as far as the songs we wanted that to embellish like yo this is gospel this is why she's what this is her gift and then when we talk about her relationships and what what she dealt with with the struggles with that we wanted to not bring on the gospel side because that was a struggle for her to, 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 to decide between the blues and to decide, you know, she went through three divorces and, and friendships and going up and down and the, the dealing with the, you know, with um, the racial identities that we had to deal with and injustices. So it was so much else to kind of bear. And I didn't want to, as well as Kenny, we didn't want to blend the two mm-hmm. um, and make it feel like a long music video or a long gospel situation we wanted to be more of we're going to tell this story um Kenny was very strategic on 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 where we wanted you know we're spotting mm-hmm. um how we wanted the music to feel at the moment um and we had some dynamic actors I mean we had you know um some award-winning um writing and award-winning acting so I wanted the actors to breathe I wanted to I wanted I wanted them their voices to tell the story
0: I had a question, but I think you've pretty much already asked it. I, I was sort of curious as if any previous project had prepared you for this for Mahalia, but it seemed with Greenleaf, that pretty much was your, your preparation, it seems like, you know.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's funny, Kenny and I, um, uh, during the whole pandemic, um, Kenny called me, we, we, we stayed in touch, uh, and we started working on this probably in June, July of, of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, but him and I was speaking to each other January, February, March, uh and when the um when pandemic hit we all had to come inside and he called me one day he said hey i've been listening to a lot of mahalia jackson stuff you know we we're going through a spiritual moment you know all these emotional things going on we're locked in not knowing what's going on not sure what's going to happen kids are home wife's home everybody's home and we're you know at the time i mean you probably experienced we were nervous and kind of worried yeah. of what's going on um so we randomly had a phone conversation. He's like, hey, man, what you listening to? And I was telling him, you know, listening to some jazz and a few gospel numbers here in the house, just kind of keep our spirits up and mellow things out a little bit, um, because we were unsure, nervous about everything. And he said, I've been listening to a lot of Mahalia. I said, really? He's like, yeah. So, you know, he started listening to Mahalia Jackson, so which kind of tapped my brain a little bit to kind of throw in some stuff. This is way before we, thought, we talked about the, um, the, the movie. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, probably late May, early June, he called me and says, hey, uh, what's your plans for the next year? I said, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the house. <laughs> and he said, well, uh, you want to do a movie? I said, what you want to do? He said, let's do Mahalia. Uh, and to me, that was God working because I was kind of tapping into her style and listening, not knowing we were doing Mahalia, not even thinking about Mahalia, not even not even on that level, but just I'm thinking about Mahalia more on the spiritual side of how we're going to kind of get through this throughout the day, throughout this year, this pandemic. We're unsure about, you know, a lot going on on the news with the racial stuff. There's yeah. so much going on. And politics, there's so much going on. So yeah. when we got the you know the opportunity came, I was like, yes, because this is a sign. Um, and then we had to, how? We're going to re- record the music and 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 score it because right now we're in the middle of a middle pandemic. Studios in Atlanta are shutting are shut down. Musicians are in hiatus. Everybody's kind of shut down, and and Lifetime was like, we got to get this done. You know, we release in next year, so let's make it happen. So I've called some favors and called some friends and went around some things and broke a few rules, but we did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and th- that was, I was also curious about, you know, if recording during the pandemic, did you do like everyone sort of siloed in their own home and then you're mixing everything, you know, as far as like your strings and, and are you recording everyone individually? Did you distance in the studio?
1: Well, yeah. So uh, as far as the, uh, the records, we had, I only had, we had a rule of six people allowed in the studio. We all had to take COVID tests. We all had to, uh, um, wear a mask. So the studio at the time only allowed us to have six people in the studio mm-hmm. and like three people in the room at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was like the most, well, I had musicians in the lobby. Some people sit in their cars. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's me, uh, my engineer and Kenny is in one room. Danielle is in the other room, and it's in the booth. She had to stay in there the whole entire time. We're talking mm-hmm. to her through the microphone. Musicians uh, in, the, in their cars, kind of hanging out until I tell them to come in. It's, it was <laughs> it was oh a it, gosh. Was, it was a mess, but it, we, we did it. And as far as the score, I did everything here um, in my studio at home. And then I had uh, I called a few players that I knew, uh, sent them some files, and said, "Hey, uh, they record from remotely. Um, you know, cello player, violin player, viola player. They all re- recorded remotely. sent me the files back." I did my thing, sent my Mm -hmm. engineer, he did his thing. So it was a remote thing as far as the score um, phase of it. But uh, the pre-record, that was the one that was kind of nerve wracking (laughs) because we had to record uh, several people at one time. And it was, uh, it it was nervous. Danielle had to kind of stay in the booth for a couple of hours by herself. It was just wild. (laughs)
0: I'm gonna live the life I, about I, w- I hope
1: that we kind of get through this so, so the next opportunity we all can kind of get together and do it the old school way of having a good time. But uh, we made the best of it and it came out great.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it's fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm really glad the project still came to fruition during this time, you know. I mean, yeah. it- at, at,
1: at one point in time, we, we kind of questioned if it was going to happen because, you know, our numbers here in Georgia was... It was extremely high uh and nerve-wracking and, and so um as a matter of fact we were trying to uh get it shot here in georgia
0: oh and, um,
1: but after that it was one of those things where our numbers were so high we had to send it off to vancouver mm-hmm. um so um, so everything was here and we had to kind of figure it out
0: The life I sing about in my song. Mm. Where do you see your career at now? I guess what do you feel like I'm—that you're at a certain stage and that you know what's next, or you 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 have an idea of what you would like to have happen next?
1: Um, I'm just happy to be here and and it's working. Good. Um I'm I'm old, you know, I'm very humble about my experience. I'm very grateful and thankful for everything. Um so just just this conversation you and I are having and and a, and the ability to sit here and, and create music every day is is overwhelming for me. Like this is it. You know, like I said before, music was fun. It's a mm-hmm. fun thing it's a hobby. It's something that I love to do. And um, just the fact that I'm in this room or in this space and and having things happen is amazing. So I'm just grateful for anything that comes my way. You know, I still do. I work on a lot of indie films. I just did an independent film uh, for a USC uh, thesis for a friend of mine for free. Like, let's work. I'm just all about creating and having fun. Um, so hopefully... This will lead to bigger and better things, of course. But if it doesn't, I am okay because I'm, to <laughs> me, I'm just like I'm grateful. Uh, but uh, I really, I'm like if someone asked me the other day, like, "What's going to happen? And, you know, once the movie come out, what you what, what's going to happen?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm going to continue to work and you know, be a dad and be a husband and you know, just hang out and." You know, and just take take it all in. I I want to live in the present. I know last year kind of taught me that uh, to live in the moment. You know, live within the present. So being stuck at home with my beautiful babies and my wife um, kind of showed me a lot of things I was missing uh, because I was so focused on what's next, what's next, what's next, or the future. And so sitting at home, watching them grow up, and my wife and I becoming closer know after 15 years of marriage and then and it just allowed me to kind of live in a moment so I'm technically right now living in a moment um and whatever happens you know it's supposed to happen
0: and and today is the best day that it can be I mean because it's today really. well yeah
1: my uh my friend always says today is the best day of your life and that's yeah. how I it. today you know it's the best day so let's make today the best day even if I have a bad day it's still a good day <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just in terms of, again, your your background, your history, um, were there any lessons from particular mentors that you still rely on?
1: Yeah, they, 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 I have several, um, you know, several. One of them is a, a football coach. Um, he was a family friend. He passed away about a couple of years ago, but his name was James Richards, James Friday Richards. And in my high school, at Marietta High School, we had this thing called be somebody and it was always you know you know that was our slogan be somebody go out and do something and be somebody and come back to your you know your, your neighborhood or come back to the to the, to the city and so that kind of stuck with me my last conversation with him was um he was a um so my football coach was a nfl you know he got, he got to the nfl he's a very 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 good good co- uh, player and got to the nfl and when he came back to coach high school football, coach us, he was always considered himself a water boy. He would say, "I'm a water boy," and <laughs> that was his slogan. "I'm a water boy" because you know he always humbled himself. So my last couple, my last conversation with him about three years ago, two years ago, uh, before he passed, we were having. A, I saw him at a local football game or something. I'm talking to him, saying, "Hey, coach," and hey, we can give each other hugs. And he said, "I'm very proud of you. I'm really proud of what you're doing." He said, "But don't forget, you're a water boy." And I said, <laughs> Yes, yeah, sir, I'm a water boy. He said, oh, No matter how big you work or how big the shows are, you know, he said, I see your name on TV here and there. He said, But you are a water boy. And so that stuck with me as I'm going to be the water boy. Uh, That's <laughs> so that, funny. You know, it keeps me humble. So, um, so,
0: when you do a Marvel superhero movie, you'll still make be water a boy.
1: water boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he made it, he made it a point to remind me. I like, I want, you know, I'll see him and he gave me a hug and he said, How's everything going? He said, I see your name on the TV. I said, Yes, sir. He said, But you're still a water boy. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm still a water boy. Um, and so, also, too, and another mentor that, you know, I, that I look up to a lot is Kenny, you know, the director of Mahalia. Him mm-hmm. and I talk. you know, I met him. 12 years ago and uh, I planted, us. we planted seeds with each other. It was very, never saw us working on, on a project but we knew we was going to work on something. Um, and the first thing he told me, he said, you're only old he said, so do not worry about the, the accolades, the money, the value. All you want is the opportunity. You only old the opportunity. And so when you get the opportunity, take advantage of it. And so every time I watch I, it or my way, I automatically try to say, this is an opportunity.
0: That is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you said what you had coming up next, um, I guess do, you had that indie film um, uh, for, for USC, but I, I didn't know like, do you have, I mean, Mahalia is a big deal and it is coming out in April. So it's definitely right uh, yeah. around the corner. Um, are you, do you already have other projects after that that you want to speak to?
1: Yeah, so right now I am the um, music producer for the uh, show uh, Step Up High Water. We're in our third season. Um, is on the Stars Network. Um, nice. We are in the middle of uh, making the music for that. I'm the music producer for that show. So that show is very. I don't know about Step Up. You heard Step Up, but it's is a a I call it a New Age Fame. Remember the show Fame? Oh, totally. Days? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a New Age Fame. It's based around a, a high school performing art school with dancers and singers and songwriters oh i love it and So i'm the um it's atlanta so i'm the music producer i i run uh make sure all the music is done right and produced and all that kind of stuff so i write songs so i'm in my writing songwriting mode right now um
0: Got it. which is really
1: cool um and there's a few other things i really can't discuss but there's some really cool documentaries that i'm involved with and a few um um other series that will be coming up really soon so um until the ink is dry we can talk about that <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> i i won't i won't try to press you for more details um we'll, we'll make sure it remains discreet for now yep, yep, um yep. and can you share where um anyone interested can find cuz you do have a great you know website uh as well um
1: oh thank you yes you can definitely find me on all social media platforms at matheadmusic um, M-A-T-T-H-E-A-D music. And then also, uh, my website is www.matthewheadproductions.com.
0: Yeah. And it's a great website. Like I said, I mean, it's, I, I enjoyed, you know, reading your blog, the real, all the, everything coming up. It's, it's very, it's, it's a really great website. I mean, it's like, that seems like, you know, faint praise, but I'm like, no, I really like your website.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It, It was designed by one of my best friends. Um, uh, Corey Richards here. He owns KR KR Designs here in Atlanta. But you know, it's a cool it's a cool moment, and so I'm be able to display my work that way.
0: Thank you so much, Matthew, for for making time today for for talking with me. I really really appreciate it. I know that we're in different time zones, and you know, you, yeah. you just have a hyper busy schedule. <laughs> but I am yeah, grateful. Uh, yeah, it's,
1: it's, I, I thank you. For, I mean, I, I thank you for even having me and talking to me. But yeah, schedule's crazy, but you no, know, we get around it.
0: Anytime, anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much. This wraps up my conversation with composer, arranger, and songwriter Matthew Head. I'd like to again thank Matt for spending time today to talk about his latest project, providing music for the new feature Robin Roberts Presents Mahalia, starring Danielle Brooks and directed by Kenny Leon which premieres on Lifetime in April. The soundtrack, produced by Matthew, is available from ABK Co. Music and Records, including songs and score, with performances by Daniel Brooks. As always, I want to thank everyone out there for listening today. I trust that you found it uh, both entertaining and engaging. Music heard in today's episode included excerpts from Mahalia, songs arranged, and score composed by Matthew Head. If you would like to send any comments or questions, you can email the show at podcast at gmail.com, find the blog at ascortosettle.blogspot.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash and on Twitter at score2settlepod, that's score the number two, settle pod. If you listen to the show by way of iTunes, feel free to leave a rating and a review, that's always appreciated, and of course the podcast is available to listen to on Spotify as well. Thanks again for listening. And never get tired. I'm gonna sing a something around the other. I'm gonna shout all my trouble.